0: Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar A podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers and creatives of
1: all types Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions Here's your host Kedar Nimkar Today I have Prashant Godboli with us on Audio Gyan He's a creative head, founder of Ideas at Work A JJ alumni and a member of Bombay Art Society with career spanning over 30 years, Prashant has worked with almost every top agency in India and has seen his work win over 250 medals in shows like Khan, DNAD, One Show, New York Festival, and many more. He started his career as an art director with an iconic with the iconic Hamara Bajaj campaign. Today, aside from being one of the founders and NCD of Creative Boutique Ideas at Work. He works on photography projects for brands and give guest lectures at various art schools and photography schools across India. So uh, I don't know how to thank you, but yeah, it's a real honor to have you on audio again and welcome Prashant uh, to
0: to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah.
1: So uh, as uh, I'm not like as uh, literate or knowledgeable in terms of photography or advertising, but uh, this... neither I am. So fine. <laughs> So this uh, conversation is mainly to understand your thought process and I've named it as framing and knowing your philosophy okay. uh, with uh, Prashant Godbole. And uh, yeah, I've come up with a few questions and let's see how we unravel. Uh, great, great. So the first and foremost, uh, uh, which is slightly an abstract question, uh, what does frame mean to you? I mean, almost anything can be a frame. So yeah, if you can just start with that.
0: Yeah, so before uh, I answer your question, we used to play this game uh, as a student of art. You take any word, say for example, chair, and then you come up with hundreds of interpretation of that word in the visual form or word association or phrases or anything. So what it does is, it kind of opens your mind to newer ideas or at least see what the chair stands for. okay So a wheelchair has a different meaning. A politician chair has a different meaning. a throne has a different meaning. So if you a, a chair with nails is different meaning, broken chair has a different meaning. So what happens is it opens up visualizing power. So, we used to play this game. So, your question, what is frame? Let's play this game together. Okay. So, the, as you said, frame is anything. Everything is frame. Okay? Yeah. Uh, it could be a rectangle. It could be a circular frame. It could be a hexagonal frame. It could be Nowadays, abstract 3D, shape. Now, a 3D frame. 3D frame. Yeah. A frame is a border. Correct? It, it creates the boundary it's a pair of glasses without glass it's a vision it's a game of snooker a frame is a game a platform to express yourself okay say for example an artist like a theatre artist a stage is a frame Hmm. or that space is a frame to a poet a paper could be a frame or his imagination could be a frame To artist, canvas could be a frame. Letter A is a frame for a typographer. Then he creates, once he knows the framework of the alphabet, then he creates a font out of it. Armature is a frame for sculptor. He does, you know, puts where the hands will come, where the head will come, where the hips will come, and where the legs will come. a hairstylist hair is his frame he makes the face looks beautiful okay to him the hair is the frame just frame is a story just imagine a frail guy sitting on a small chair a fat guy sitting on a small chair a thin guy sitting on a small chair the moment you puts this connotation the chair becomes a frame or the state becomes a frame. In, in our advertising or video world, we call it full frame, full frame camera, crop frame, a crop sensor. So these are the small different frames. We also say you are in the frame, you are out of the frame. Correct? We freeze frame, we crop frame. There are different kinds of frame. The frame stands for something. A frame with a garland means something else. There's a framework to the raga or to the musical note. So the music composer creates a framework for a singer to sing. Wow. There is a symphony is in a frame. There is a tal is a frame. So frame has lots of different. Frame has limitations. Once I give you a frame, you stay within the frame. You never think out of the box. So that also becomes a limitation. Frame is conditioning. It tells you 2 plus 2 is equal to 4. 1 plus 1 is equal to 2. But that framework, nobody questions. 1 plus 1 can become butterfly. Is That is also a limitation. So conditioning, for example, jihadis are conditioned. They are framed in thinking a certain way when you see a long queue in front of siddhivinayak on the first of January, mm-hmm. it's been conditioned that if you visit God on the first day, your ear will go better, so that thinking has become a frame the stereotyping the stereotyping becomes a frame and so when you're looking at the frame if if you see a photograph of a jihadis behaving somebody you're not looking at the at the actual event you're looking at the conditioning of their mind so when you're looking at the photograph you're not merely looking at the event you're looking at what happened in their past that's why they behaved in this way so that's the way the you should interpret the frame mm. and to me as a photographer I know you're asking me as a photographer <laughs> or a student of photographer it's a dead moment. The moment that has gone by. It, is, it has been captured in a splits of seconds or a splits of nanoseconds. That moment is never going to come back in our life. So what we are trying to do in the frame, we are trying to extend the life of that moment. That's what, to me, the frame is. Well,
1: I mean, I don't have a... Uh, come back to that obviously <laughs> it's very beautiful but uh, um, so anything so, so how do you conceive like how does say uh, so so so, if there is a brief given by the client then you work under constraints right
0: no so I mean yeah so the brief is always a challenging like you've given me the brief of say frame mm-hmm. then I need to come up with thousands of different interpretation of what he's trying to achieve the moment you focus on a problem and you know this could be the answer, then you find a way of showcasing that answer. And that becomes an interesting exercise because in photography there are 360 degrees there are millions of ways of doing things. And so it becomes challenging to see situation or what you're trying to communicate and which will be the best possible solution for that particular moment. Hmm.
1: And speaking of moment, then I would like to also ask you, then how do you perceive time? Because as you mentioned just now that it's, it's a dead moment. So like over a period of last 30, 40 years, (laughs) uh, how have you started perceiving time? Because it's, it's, I think from my understanding, it's, it's one of the most critical aspect of photography, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a difficult question. Uh, you also mentioned philosophically so I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not a student of philosophy but uh, there are two concepts of about time one is a uh, physical time which we all look at like a clock which tells you 12 hours relative time it's a subject it's a relative time and then there is a subjective time there is objective time and there is a subjective time these are all objective time Day, night, year, many years, decades—these are all measured, correct? On on a subjective time, there is no, there is nothing. No unit. There is no unit because it it happens in our mind. If you close your eyes, because you are gathering this that concept of time with the consciousness. If you close your eyes. If you close your ear, if you close all your senses, and if I move a glass from point A to point B, you don't know what happened. It may have taken one second to move this glass from point A to point B, but you didn't know. So it's a very subjective. What is the duration time? If you close your senses, if you close your consciousness, there is no time. If you see lightning, the you see the bright light because it travels faster. So the fastness becomes the important issue here. The sound comes after a few seconds, right? So how much time it took? So what is real time? Does the lightning is the real time, or the sound that it took us to reach is the real time? So the concept of time has is is very it's in our mind, I think. It's a it's a it's a fake concept. I mean it doesn't exist. There's no time. There's it's it's I mean in Indian philosophy it's called Utpattisiti Lai. Because there's a beginning of an energy or action, because it's a creator, then there's a state that the event exists, and then there is a death of an event. Hmm. Correct? So there is there is no there is no time in in hmm. Buddhist philosophy or in Indian philosophy. There's no concept of time. It's in our consciousness. It's in our existence. We look at time as as the event unfolded in front of us. And as a photography is concerned, it's I mean, what? You're looking twenty four frames per second, the life is is the movie that you see around you. And you suddenly see in the movie a slow motion. Say 1000 frames per second or 10,000 frames per second. That vision, unfortunately, we don't have that the camera mechanics has. If we get that vision, I know exactly when to shoot because it's the time has become relative then because it's my perception of that moment becomes the so that's why Einstein was right. When you're seeing the star, you're seeing it after many years, yeah. correct. So the thing has happened many years ago in the past but you are observing it today. So what is right? What is hap- What you are seeing is today is right or what you have seen in the past is right? So the same thing with moments in life and that's what we need to capture and in photography try to extend that moment by preserving it and for how long I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand because uh, then it yeah we also have a circular notion of time also. So I think Time as a concept itself deserves probably like 10 audio games. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it's
0: impossible to describe it. And then there are different theories and different philosophies. Okay. Uh, it's unfolding, it's yeah. never ending. Yeah, yeah, The earth will go, everything will go, time will exist. I mean, what is time? It's in your head. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Um, moving on to a slightly uh, technical question. Um, I mean, I've just, I was just researching and it's generally said that you write drunk and then you edit when you're sober. Although it's it's controversial, I wanted to understand what happens uh, when you're doing, see, when you're clicking photographs, when you're taking photographs. Uh, is it, you just keep clicking and then decide to edit? Uh, so what are the thoughts when you decide to edit? Is it always dependent on the brief? Is it uh, your... Understanding of the subject better. Uh, how does that happen? I mean, editing or uh, removing the ones which are not want, like which you don't want. You can take any example, and
0: also no. So, it. so what happens is, I mean, there are several different kinds of photography. Somebody is paying you to do photography, so they have given you the brief. So you know the parameters. You know the boundaries that they have set. there you know the framework they have set you set for you. So you need to work within that. And to get the best, you need to take several photographs. But those are mainly staged. Th- th- those are mostly staged or uh, like a commercial. It's done for a particular use. When it comes to street photography, which is like an I mean, Rasmus started and everybody is now following, is is basically you're going around and documenting life as you see. Whether you're documenting it consciously or because you like what is happening around you and you've seen a beautiful situation so you've taken a photograph or image uh, that's what every street photographer does I mean you go out you collect you go out on a day and then you shoot say thousand images in a day uh, that time you're taking photograph thinking this is an interesting situation this is interesting things happening in front of you Uh and without thinking, you keep clicking, cl- taking photographs, clicking. I don't like that word. Click. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, no, it's, it's taking images or taking, uh, when you're revisiting those, what you shot, then you realize, you know, some of them are very mundane. It's, you miss the moment that you're expecting. Your hand eye coordination went for, you know, because you are drunk <laughs> like you said you shoot drunk sometimes you miss that sometimes sometimes you thought it's a great idea but great situation but it's not i mean it starts looking you know hackneyed or seen before or there's nothing in it so once you shoot say 1000 photograph and then you go through it suddenly you find something very funny in the photograph or there's a beautiful story in it, or there's a beautiful juxtaposition happened accidentally. Uh, so if you start observing it carefully, then you, if, if you get something interesting that has stopped you for a second and said, yeah, and actually i never seen that. So it's, these are called, you know, happy accidents that happens when you're taking a photograph because the you didn't plan it. It just happened you know suddenly somebody jumping suddenly the dock crossed or suddenly the wind blown and you see the dust flying and people are reacting to that dust you know so those are the moments which 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 brings in the energy into the photograph bring in something newness to the photograph rather than seeing the same event you know people walking on the road and doing nothing that is also nice it depends on how you perceive that situation so how sensitive you are to the to the situation and what do you interpret when you see that situation so you go through mentally like that when you are removing shots so you start deleting very rubbish and you end up deleting about 99.9% out because it's just you know it's just that habit of taking photograph you are experimenting with the craft you are experimenting with the shutter speed or your aperture or whatever something that captures you that you hold on and then that you like to publish and let's show it to the world and see how they interpret what you've seen what they're seeing or they're seeing something else. So that's an interesting exercise. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting. And any... any, Okay, it's just basically you're saying it's what you find it... It's a very subjective call. It's very
0: subjective because your perception what you've seen at that point you felt... I need to lift the camera and take the photograph. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you see reflection, sometimes you see crow sitting and guy crossing. So it looks like the crow sitting on his head. So you start seeing things, and the moment you start seeing things, you, uh, it becomes a habit, and that habit is to take photograph. And the once you've taken the photograph, then it becomes easier to say, okay, "Okay, that is a nice idea. That's what people like. You may like you." publish it as your own self-publishing platform
1: mm-hmm. and um, is there any uh, so the way Then this is again my understanding when you when you start looking at paintings um, and if you're seriously sensitive about it if you're slightly serious about it you start observing uh, or you start noticing the journey of the painter itself right? Correct. so how did he what was he, her or his first painting and what is after like 20 years how has the strokes evolved how has the thought process evolved what kind of abstraction the the person has gone through Mm -hmm. Uh, same thing happens with uh, photography like do you have to observe the photographer uh personal journey as well or is it always depicted through the work
0: Uh, in the the painting it's it's very obvious because uh, he has a particular style he has a particular way of doing things and that way of thinking has evolved because he kept thinking about how do I make my paintings interesting or different or unique or how do I communicate what is there in my mind. And there are great painters who have brought the philosophy to their work, has ac- are actually the biggest painters today. I mean, the way Picasso Picasso's seen the world. He was fed up of doing this realistic painting because it was the same as the person, there's nothing in it. And when he was painting, it was a two dimensional thing. There is no third dimension. So he said, why should I see the nose from the same front angle? I will see the nose from the side angle. I will draw the eyes from the front angle and I will draw your ear from the low angle. And he created these abstractions. And he tried to create a three-dimensional space within a two-dimensional space. And that created a form of, say, cubism or abstract. Uh, same thing with Matisse. You know, when he, you talked about cigar, right? Hmm. Is this, this is a cigar. Now, again, it's a flat two-dimensional surface and it's a fake. It's not a real cigar. It's a paint on the canvas, it's a paint on the canvas creating light shades with different shades. You are creating an illusion of cigar and that's why it is not a cigar. (laughs) That's what makes it a philosophically great painter because it's not just a painting. They're adding a tremendous idea to the painting, tremendous thinking to the painting. Mm -hmm. Kandinsky used to paint on both sides of the canvas Mm -hmm. and he used to paint very organic, structured painting and completely inorganic splashing of colors and throwing paint on the canvas kind of thing. So, I mean, his thinking in those days was the life is a chaos and pattern. So the pattern is is the things that you know. And the chaos is the things that you don't know. And that was his old thinking with the new science. I mean, there is a pattern in the chaos. Method so that's a different matrix. Yeah, method is madness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, the same thing with photographers. You keep developing your style the moment you... Well, then you're questioning, you're just taking photographs or you're trying to communicate something. Are you doing it to create your own point of view? And that's why there are millions of painters, but there are few painters who are great. The same thing is going to happen with photography. And thanks to mobile and uh, cheaper cameras it's becoming more liberal which is nice Instant so the more and, and more yeah no but it's nice there's nothing wrong with any filters any technology anything the point of view what you're trying to say becomes a very important thing and the way you say it becomes important thing so even if it is the same thing you're capturing the same light you're capturing on a similar chip you're taking on a, any kind of favor but some photographs really touches you because it's trying to say something
1: and um, yeah so since you mentioned you're trying to say something uh, and the the conversation which you were having before the episode uh, before the recording was uh, like how does curation happen then? I mean in terms of uh, there are two aspects to it one which you mentioned before that uh, a person probably or like a publisher or someone else curates photos from different uh, uh, places from different photographers and compile them in a book or uh, exhibition or whatever so that's one aspect if you can explain that and the second is within apart from editing um, like within your collection you also curate right so how do do these two things uh, work Okay,
0: so there are two kinds of people in the world: mm. the guys who are curate, or three actually; the guys who curate, the guys who create, mm. and the guys who receives. Mm. Okay, so the creator is a creator, humble guy. He just goes out, produces. The curator is slightly smart. Mm. He wears suit, he wears ties. He throws a party. He throws a champagne and wine and champagne, wine and cheese and everything. He knows the buyer and he tries to, you know, say, okay, okay, this is a nice, this will work in the market. This will not work in the market. So that's, he's, he's also curating. That's a commercial aspect of curation. There are aggregators. Now you will see the newspaper is the biggest aggregator. They collect all the news from the different sources and put it to compile it together and gives you as a newspaper. Because not a single man can create. You know, there are aggregators of ideas. So, so people will say, okay, okay, I like the concept of, you know, how people think differently. So let me talk to hundreds of people, get their ideas, compile it together and make a book. So there are aggregators and everybody is doing a great job. All the blogs, all the photography blogs, or what are they doing? They're collecting information. What are you doing? It's aggregation. You're calling all sorts of different people and you're aggregating. Okay, the creator will create, will produce. But what is happening in today's context, I mean, this was a past. Today, the digital space is opened up. Okay, now there is no difference between a curator and a creator. A creator could also be a curator because he can have his own website. He can put up his own pictures. He can put up his own point of view. And say, this is what I am. I don't give a damn about this middleman called curators. Okay? So, I'm going to take over them so that they're not sucking the blood out of me. They're not taking my commission. They're not doing nothing and taking money from me. So, that's a different aspect of... Then there are serious curators and creators. So, the creators who will go for months, say, for example... I'll give you an example of Mother Teresa. I, mean, Raghu, I must have gone there a hundred times and taken photograph of uh, Mother Teresa and the way she works and how she feeds and her thinking and her philosophy and how she prays and what she eats. And he visited that. So he's, he's also a creator and a curator. So he, he went out with the agenda agenda that I'm going to create a book on Mother Teresa because she's worth having her like Bhopal he'd done the similar book on Bhopal so he went and saw he taken photograph of people who suffered and so these are with definite journalistic work people have gone stayed there for months collected the images stories information and created a book So that's what I'm saying. The creator and curator is now the boundaries have blurred, and you you can be as good as a curator as a creator, but you still need a aggregator. What happens is aggregator helps you reach masses. It also introduces you to different spaces, which in your head it was not existent. So it's it's very important to have a you know everybody working in a to spread the concept called art.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, In one of your interviews, uh, you said uh, you click in the head first. So I wanted to understand deeper uh, thought behind (laughs) it because uh, uh, there is, in music, there's Ahat Nada and Anahat Nada. So I was trying to draw, I was joining my dots there that (laughs) this is, is that what you meant? Uh, How has... Because when it's, it's also like a more uh, the question is also and the answer hopefully will be also towards for the kids or um, people going in college um, to understand that if they are interested in photography, how does the natural evolution happens? Not a very uh, typical or like rigid boundaries, but generally speaking.
0: So what happens is if you are passionate enough, what happens is if you like something doing over and over again, is a passion. So if somebody likes cooking, then he's experimenting and he's cooking every day and he's trying to feed people and take the reactions from the people. So the passion is such a thing that it forces you to do things. If I like singing, I'll do hours of 18 hours a day. And I'm not doing it for any other purpose but to excel myself so the challenge becomes how do you excel yourself you have done okay photography till this time how do I improve myself again and again and again and again and again and, again and surprise people and people should keep saying that "Hey, you are a fantastic guy or at least forget people at least in your head you are saying I am doing something nice you are saying I am doing something different or new so if you are passionate it possesses you yeah, it's like a ghost sitting on your head. And once the ghost sitting on your head happens, then there is no time. There is no fixed time for Riyas. You are actually walking around the street and say my my position or my obsession is become I want to observe life, then I start seeing things because your your FPS frames per second becomes ten thousand. Because you are observing it in minute details. You are seeing anger, what happens when what kind of muscle moves. And, you know, how people run and how they walk and what are the different walks of people. You know, so you just start observing things and what what of way you stand particularly and, You know, how do you interpret that and if somebody is standing tall and how do you interpret that? So the obsession becomes... Uh, the way of life, and then what happens is you start clicking i mean what you said clicking or taking images in your head, if this guy stood like this, it means that or if this juxtaposing position happened here, it could have been great. You start imagining things and then you start seeing things, and that's what i said there's a there is a there is a first you start seeing. there's also an aspect of observation because if you develop a keen sense of observation on the street or in life, then you understand the psychology better, you understand the people better, you understand the framing better. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, you know, you need to shoot with the mind first. Mm -hmm. You can anticipate better. If guys are going to run from here to here, where I need to freeze him in my so, the Kati Brosso had a great anticipation. He knew exactly what is going to happen. Hmm. The guy is going to jump, so he's going to click, and he's ready. So the anticipation becomes very easy once you start observing, because you know what is going to happen, because you can pre- you know uh, predict. If the wind is going to blow, that means these leaves are here are going to blow. And I'm going to get a fantastic energy shot. So if you started anticipating, so you prepare yourself, where should I move so that light condition is better. So, you know, you start observing things in life that makes Mm -hmm. things interesting.
1: Actually, we all do this at a very gross level because people, you know, like morning photography is good or you just... Don't take pictures after whatever. Like there's yeah. a good time to so do yeah. so. We are doing that at a very basic level because we know the positions of the of the sun and what's going to happen. But I think these insights are more nuanced and granular yeah. because you keep doing that over and over again.
0: Yeah, and yeah. also there is no time, no, because mm-hmm. it's it doesn't say when you're clicking your head or taking photographs in head. It doesn't require a particular light. You're just observing. And you're just storing it in your head what kind of images I need to take mm-hmm. in a good light. <laughs>
1: Correct, yeah. And then how has um, your advertising skill helped you in uh, like, leveraging this observational skill which you have? And the yeah, other way around also. So uh, if you have any...
0: Uh, no, sir, so, uh, I'm basically an art director. I passed out of GJ. So there is no dream of becoming a photographer I wanted to become a painter I mean I illustrate so that was my dream in those days and advertising throws you deep and you have to start directing photographers you know you come up with the idea and then you tell photographers to shoot like this
1: so you are like probably sketch or story you book. do
0: a sketch or you come up with a, a guy's sitting in front of a window and drinking a cup of tea it's a simple situation but photographer then has to get on and shoot so once you once you come up with the idea then getting it done from the photographer became a important job as an art director because you can come up with the idea but somebody has to execute it because you are not good at it okay so I've learned photography on the job it became a so I worked with the great photographers, fortunately. So that helped me uh, understand the technicalities of the of the camera and photography in this and that. Also what happens in advertising is there are about 19,500 languages in India. Out of that, 22 are like a accepted regional language. So India is like a mini Europe. Different languages, different you know, cultures, different way of living, different way of eating and everything. The only language that cuts across all these 22 languages is the visual language. So the visuals becomes very important in advertising. The visual should tell a story what somebody is trying to do. If somebody is drinking tea, and if I put any brand name of a tea, it should communicate early morning, beautiful shot. You it's as simple as that. What happens is advertising makes you look at life very simply, because all sorts of people are looking at advertising. They're intellectuals, they're completely dull. All sorts of people are looking at advertising, and I need to communicate to everybody. So the visuals became absolutely simple and focused. Now, that one aspect has helped me in street photography. Because I've started looking at life simply in a street photography. I tried to keep things simple. Not then, you're trying to be to a point, communicate exactly what you want to communicate. If I want to say angry man, then I will just concentrate on that guy. If I want to, you know, so it, it, life in advertising, it teaches you how to make life simple and communicate it effortlessly. If you apply those principles in in photography or in art or in music or in anywhere, it, it it reaches masses faster because you're trying to make it simpler. You're not creating layers unnecessary. And complicating it. You are not philosophizing everything. And if you can bring that simplicity, and simple is difficult, you know that. <laughs> if you bring that simplicity to your photography or to your art or to your... And that makes it. So it's advertising really helps you make life simple. And that simple becomes most difficult.
1: Correct. No, but isn't it... Yeah, I understand making simple is the most complicated thing but uh, how do you push the boundaries then because like if you like, this guy sitting and having a sip of tea it's a very simple shot right yeah. but
0: i've given you a simple example uh-huh. but just to make it clear
1: but how do you push the boundaries of say relaxation as a concept
0: yeah so that now that becomes a creative challenge now start doing decoding again what is relaxation And how do I... So, advertising, like I said, we used to play this game. You use the word relaxation. Now, how do I show relaxation becomes the photographer's or art director's issue. I'm going to show white teeth. Colgate makes my teeth white. Correct? Do I show light emitting out of my teeth? Is this the creative? I mean, Happy Dent you've seen, that chewing gum that makes your teeth. Now, it's It's taken, snowballed it to a different level. Okay? Okay. Why that is interesting? It's the same thing you're saying. It makes your teeth white. So how becomes interesting? That becomes a creative part. If the relaxation is the brief, then I just need to figure out how do I show relaxation? Mm -hmm. And how do I communicate that within a few frames or one frame and come across saying it relaxes you or it refreshes you? And then the association becomes critical. What am I showing in the background? What am I seeing in the foreground? What am I looking at it? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a... So that becomes a way of visualizing.
1: I don't know. I just wish you keep talking. But uh, given the time, uh, is there anything which... Uh, since you give um, like small workshops, lectures in schools is there anything which you would like
0: to um... I think this uh, first question that you asked you know you take the word and try and visualize it differently it's a interesting way of developing your skills of visualizing stuff
1: that I think build, will build a point of view
0: will build a point of view so you can take a love and take all association of love and then say okay, okay let me come up with hundreds of visuals what love stands for and then try and shoot that it becomes a body of work you know what i'm saying so you can do it that way so that's an interesting way of you know sharpening your skills in terms of thinking because photography is not just the taking photograph but you need to put a story in there you need to put idea there you need to put some humor there you need to you need to communicate otherwise it just becomes a mundane picture
1: and again, this is mainly towards street photography, because obviously photography itself being such a broad canvas, you yeah. have fashion photography, you have food photography, so that thousand things yeah. I think we just slightly like a pin on uh say one of those in every
0: photography you need an idea, even as a food photography it should you know have an idea mm. then it works, yeah okay,
1: cool, uh yeah I think this is a good note to end this uh, it has been really an enriching experience to understand some nuances about uh, things and obviously I would like to have you again on audio again sometime <laughs> with more uh, abstract concepts <laughs> to discuss thank you thank you um, very much. yeah if people have to follow you instagram where
0: like, yeah Dot Prashan-Godhule. yeah. yeah. .com and, or instagram is Prashangodwale. I don't want to hide I don't want to create my strange name <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure Okay, thank you, sir. Thanks thank you for giving thank you your very time. Much. It was like real pleasure talking to you.
0: Thanks, thanks. Pleasure is mine. Yeah, that's it. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on AudioGyan.com. Till then, bye.